the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
I'm Dave Hawkins, and thanks for tuning in to The Antidote. Last week, we met with the duo B is Bridgie, and tonight we're joined by another duo, the husband and wife team of Ashley and Alex McGrath, who record their music as turtle doves. I've always been a big fan of the music that they previously created with the band The Soil and the Sun. Their sound with Turtle Doves does carry some similarities to that band, but it's also distinctly different, and it's just as delightful. Now, I wanted to know every detail about Turtle Doves, so it did make for a long talk with Alex and Ashley, which is why tonight will be the first of this two-part Turtle Doves feature. We began the night at the very beginning with Give Love, Get Love from their 2018 debut, The Rest Is Yet To Come. Let's move on to hear about Turtle Doves and Forgotten, another song from their first release. Ashley and Alex McGrath make the music of Turtle Doves. Thanks for joining The Antidote for a talk. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, nice to hear from you. You two have to explain to me about naming yourselves Turtle Doves. I mean, you haven't actually named yourself after the bird, have you? <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. I would say there's something about the bird that, that we were drawn to. But yeah, we didn't want it to be too much about the bird thing. And we also you know, didn't want it to be too lovey-dovey. And, and cute. Oh, come on. You can't be lovey-dovey? I mean, we're talking about you and your wife here. Yeah, I know. I think we did kind of just accept that that's what it is, and that's kind of part of the vibe of what we do. But, you know, there's also, like, a dark side to the turtle dove. And I think if anybody's interested, you know, look into, like, the symbolism of the turtle dove and kind of, like, the biblical... Some of that stuff, you know, like there's some cool research trail. The turtle dove, when it came to sacrifices. Band name, like something that would be really cool or something. But for one thing, it seems like every band name is taken. If, but then as we, we just kept coming back to turtle dove and it, it talks about um, like the song of the turtle dove is like mournful and gentle, quiet and there was a lot about turtle doves that kind of resonate with like how me and Alex's personalities are together and like mm-hmm. our voices. So it just kind of was like, you know, as much as we'd like some punchy, cool band name, it's like, this is how we are. Okay. So you were saying like so many people don't like that sound because it is a morbid bird. I mean, <laughs> turtle doves, well, because everybody would relate it to it, say a morning dove. Uh huh. So you're the only ones on the planet that actually enjoy that bird. Yeah, (laughs) possibly. It it kind of felt right to us. You know, once you start calling something by a name, it kind of changes. You know, you don't always think about the name itself when you're thinking about a band. Um, So hopefully they hear our music and then they just think, oh, that's Turtle Doves. Because we'll get a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, like Christmas. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because of the Christmas song. Yeah, totally. So like, but usually we don't have too much trouble with the name so far. Yeah, you know, there's another aspect of turtle doves that's cool is that it sounds really good when people say it with an English accent. (laughs) Doesn't everything sound cool when you say it with an English accent? 
Yeah, it does sound better. And it just kind of like flows a little. It's a little like more elegant, I think. Yeah. It softens it. Here, like turtle is a little harsh. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the, in the English accent, it's kind of like turtle dove. Yeah. <laughs> turtle dove. <laughs>
take our listeners on a history lesson because Alex you and I met for a chat years ago and that was when you and Ashley were part of the indie folk rock band The Soil and the Sun but it's been quite a few years since then yeah that's true yeah I remember that I think we sat in your car outside the venue and it might have been raining we did and we were sitting outside of this Sort of really cool little vegan type restaurant pseudo stage area. That sounds about right. I think I might have had some vegan. Oh shoot, what's it called? The, the fries with all the stuff. Poutine. On it. Poutine. <laughs> oh, poutine. <laughs> yeah. Vegan poutine. I don't know how you would do that because it's supposed to have beef gravy with cheese curds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's total blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> And it doesn't come from Quebec, so it's got to be wrong anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So after the end of The Soul and the Sun, you two began Turtle Doves, which is a two-piece. But now I've heard that you're adding a third member at the end of July. How is that going to change things? (laughs) Yes, we're adding a very small member whose name is yet to be named because they are currently three months from being born. (laughs) Oh, but you already gave the sex away, though, didn't you? No, actually. Yeah, not really. We're not finding out. We haven't found out. Oh, good for you, because you said he, and that's why I wondered. Oh, that's funny. I do that. I don't I didn't even realize I said that, but I do think of it as a boy. I really think it is a boy, but I'll be very surprised if it's a girl. So I must have slipped and said that. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, with you guys having two band members, that's got to be easier for you to create the music. I mean, The Soil and the Sun had seven members. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot. There was a lot going on. It took a lot of work and time to get things dialed in with that many people. But I loved that. That was like part of the fun for me. Well, of course, something else, a lot easier to fit two of you on stage instead of seven people. Yeah, Because definitely. I do remember at that Toronto show, and one of your band members almost fell off the stage. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. It was probably Michael. I think he, he was getting a little, Rowdy. Ram, a little rambunctious <laughs> on his bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been way different with the two of us in easier in a lot of ways and then sometimes and it took a while for us to kind of figure out our sound together after starting over totally and so the limitation of just having the sound of two people was interesting to adjust to
since Alex Ashley and I spent some time speaking about the soil and the sun, I thought it'd be a smart idea to bring in one of their songs. West Down, Right Up, Left East, from the band's 2011 release, Wake Up Child. You probably know that labeling a band with a specific genre can be a tough thing to do. Let's find out about that before Through These Walls, another song from The Soil and the Sun. Turtle Doves didn't duplicate the Soil and the Sun sound. Really, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah, we had these these ideas kind of stewing for a long time, and we tried a bunch of stuff out, and finally kind of landed on something with this new EP and feel like, you know, we, we did release a couple EPs over the past few years, and those, to me, feel like searching for us, like us trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And now this this newest one feels like this is like what we were trying to achieve. Well, that's something I'm going to do tonight is that we're actually going to walk through a lot of your discography. Cool. Oh, great. Nice. Well, see, the thing is, your music has been described so many ways. I've read ambient, soft rock, alternative, electronic, lo-fi, and something called Lunar Wave. And now, <laughs> I once read that Lunar Wave is when rock music fell in love with ambient music and gave birth to ambient rock. And you know something? I really do think that does fit the sound of Turtle Doves. Yeah, so is there an actual genre of music called lunar wave as i i think that i just thought that was cool and wrote it down on our band camp <laughs> because you've always liked to fit weird genre titles into your band sound that's true what was the crazy one that you had for the soil in the sun <laughs> we used to call the soil in the sun new mexican space music <laughs> which just sounds completely ridiculous now um, but, you know, at the time we were just being silly and at one of the first shows we ever played, someone came up to us and told us that it reminded them of space music, which was a thing, I think, in the 70s. It mm -hmm. was, yeah, like um, kind of a whole scene that was called space music. But we just thought that was great. And then at the time we were sort of obsessed with the the Zia, the symbol that's on the New Mexican state flag. Right. And so we just sort of mashed that together, called it New Mexican Space Music. <laughs> <laughs> but now you can just stick with Lunar Wave. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to go keep that one in our back pocket.
what's cool about you guys is that the Soul in the Sun ended up closing up in 2017, but it only took you a year to release Turtle Dove's debut. The rest is yet to come. Did you actually know what music direction you were wanting to take? Well, I think stylistically, we didn't really know what we wanted to do. But some of those songs were already written. So, you know, that was, we sort of had a head start. And then really, we just had these kind of interests musically. Like I was getting interested in uh, using cassette tapes and like making tape loops and kind of like that whole, there's a whole sort of Mm -hmm. like lo-fi, like noise ambient uh cassette tape scene like especially on instagram and youtube there's like a a whole like group of people that do that um oh yeah because that's the thing if you want to be cool now you produce your music on cassettes (laughs) it's true yeah and i just like the sound of it and also you know having something physical to manipulate is just part of the fun just like makes the process more interesting if you've been making music on laptops for years. So I would, that was like a part of the things we were getting interested in. We also wanted to make a band have like, we wanted the project to be quieter so that we could kind of have it be more vocal forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're both pretty soft singers. So that felt nice to start making music that we could sing over easily (laughs) and it's true because it is so soft and it is so low key Mm -hmm. yeah that was that was one of the intentional things we set out to to do but other than that we were just we're kind of just trying stuff and yeah like i said before i think those first couple eps are like us figuring it out so I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that there really isn't much moshing at a Turtle Doves show. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, yeah, if if the soil and the sun was like a PBR, then Turtle Doves is like a nice red wine. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the songs of Turtle Doves is that it leaves room for interpretation. You know, I don't think you make things easy for your fans or for me. (laughs) So let me pull in my thoughts about To Be Sure from the debut. One verse says, you're under the hot lights and I'm in the back cracking jokes and laughing my head off. You know that I'm on your side. Yeah, but you got to fight off the dogs this time. Don't ever forget that I trust you so much. So here's a sideline question that comes out of that. Are there any limits to trust? Mm. Limits. Um, yeah, I'd say there probably are. I I know that trust can be broken, that's for sure. So I guess it breaks at, at some point. I still am interested sometimes the, where he was at when he wrote the lyrics for that song. Well, when it comes to writing lyrics for me... I think I finally found a way to like explain how it works for me. And I've also talked to other songwriters and I think I'm not alone in working this way, but for me, it's kind of like how a visual artist might make a collage. So for example, I write down a lot of phrases, you know, like maybe throughout the day, 
some phrase will stand out to me and I'll write it down. And then when I go to write a song, I kind of like piece things together from my journals or my notes that like fit together and kind of string together like something that resembles a complete thought. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been interesting because I think when you kind of get in the zone and start flowing when you're doing it in that way, like the collage style, um, a lot of times you get like something written down, like a get to the end of the song and it actually takes on a meaning that you didn't expect it to take on. That's been a cool process for me. So, you know, that line is like, I didn't set out to write something that had a particular meaning, but then by the time I was done with that song, it clicked and it made sense and it actually took on a meaning that um, was actually significant for me at that time in life too. So that's strange. It feels like there might be like other forces at work. Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm Alex. And you're getting into the music of Turtle Doves. On the antidote.
a definitive lo-fi sound comes through on To Be Sure from Turtle Doves. And stay connected with us as Alex and Ashley speak about how their songwriting works and the sky-high journey they took after the end of The Soil and the Sun. Then tell me about the songwriting process. Which is coming first? Is it the words or is it the music? Yeah, it's been interesting. So in The Soil and the Sun, Alex was the songwriter, really, and then we'd kind of add our parts. And then with Turtle Doves, I began writing some of the songs, and me and Alex both kind of experienced that process differently. I think for me it often comes like where I'm playing and I get in a really like solitude place and it sort of comes at once. Um, The words often come with the song, like kind of sporadically. And then I'll feel like I really like that initial, the intuition of that. And then for Alex, I feel like it's more of like a longer with like a whittling away of things with him, like how he described a collage. So And he really helps me sometimes to kind of whittle down the words also. So I feel like usually, would you say, Alex, like usually find the music first and then the words come after that? I think for me, it's usually the music first. Yeah, like usually starts with something that has the right feeling on the guitar. That's that's usually my starting point. Mm -hmm. You make it sound as if songwriting isn't an easy thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's work. But it's worth it. That's always the question. Is it too much work? <laughs> mm, no, I, I don't yeah. think so. It, you know, it's work, but it's not like the kind of work that is going to break your back. <laughs> it's like the type of work that hiking up a mountain is work. It's like so beautiful and adventurous and like rewarding that it's better than having not gone on that trail in the first place you know it's funny that you brought up about the hiking because i had noticed that on your facebook page you guys are really into hiking like you're not doing the the wimpy stuff that i go out and do every day (laughs) (laughs) we do really love hiking yeah okay the best place you've ever been to hiking Oh, I mean, I think that's easy for us is um, Nepal. You went hiking in Nepal. <laughs> you didn't get in your Subaru to just drive there. That's a major <laughs> deal. <laughs> yeah, we actually, when we ended Soy on the Sun, uh, we went for the first time about five years ago or so. Um, just kind of on a whim, we went to India for a month and then before our trip we realized oh nepal is just right there and there's some really amazing mountains there (laughs) and called the himalayas so then we spent a month in nepal on a trek um then that really kind of changed our lives and and then last year a year ago exactly we went and did um a trek called the three passes trek in nepal and went to everest base camp and so we spent a month last may doing another trek in Nepal. You guys are way too hardcore (laughs) (laughs) doing stuff like that. Okay, that's cool. I'm jealous, but I'm not envious. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like, it's definitely a challenge, but I also think it's the kind of thing where anybody 
could do it if they were determined. And if they weren't sensitive to altitude. That's, that is the thing. Like, <laughs> you never know how it's going to hit you. So, Yeah, I was going to ask that. How long did it take you to acclimatize? We would take, so on the trek we did a year ago, there are a few days that you plan out to acclimatize to certain elevations. So you'd take a day off and you'd still actually hike on that day because you want to hike higher than you sleep. So then we didn't really feel like a day off because you'd be pushing yourself, but then you sleep at a lower elevation and then it kind of gets your body used to that high elevation. Because Cincinnati definitely doesn't have a high elevation. <laughs> no, it's like zero. It's sea level, basically. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of in a valley here. That was a big change. Yeah, the view isn't quite the same from the valley as the mountaintop. Yeah. <laughs> For sure.
moon from turtle doves now could you imagine hiking in nepal i mean man that could be a dream come true now if you've loved what you've heard tonight you'll be glad to know that ashley and alex are back on the antidote next week as we head into the final half of this two-part feature with turtle doves you'll hear more about their pillars of the earth release and we're going to dig deep as we get into the best from Turtle Doves. They're just released EP, Secret Weapon. Now, that title may sound kind of metal, but the music definitely isn't. I think it's time to hear Won't Stop off the Pillars of the Earth EP. That will come up right after Turtle Doves share about surviving COVID. See you next week on The Antidote. Okay, so we were getting way off track there, weren't we? (laughs) Let's head into your follow-up. That was the Pillars of the Earth released in 2020. So I'm curious, like, is there any relationship to the book Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett? No. No, I I haven't heard of that book, actually. Um, We should read it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll check it out. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was his bestseller. Oh, you know what? I should back up for a second. Because actually, only a couple months before Pillars of the Earth, you two brought out a short two-track EP called Lost Together. Why wouldn't you have included those songs in Pillars of the Earth? Yeah, that's a deep cut right there. Yeah. I didn't know anybody saw that one. (laughs) We recorded those songs, those two songs, basically the winter of... 2016 2017 when we ended soil on the sun and those were kind of the first couple songs i wrote and alex recorded them we were staying at my parents farm and we just recorded them so then a couple years later alex just i think remixed them and made them sound a little better and we kind of released them as turtle does well yeah and it was also like during all the covid stuff and so it felt like a nice time to kind of have a project to work on and, and put something out, send out some... Some, some beauty some, into the world. Yeah, felt important. <laughs> yeah. That was something that I noticed because it released on March 21st. So that was just days after the world was heading into the first lockdown. That's true. So that wasn't a coincidence. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it was... I remember feeling like that we wanted to release it because of like what was going on at that time. 
So was it more of a help for you or for the listener? I think it was more of just a get, like, let's give these songs to whoever wants to listen to them. Like, yeah, it definitely wasn't like a good time to be releasing music by any means. It just was like, let's, let's give these to people. Yeah. More for the listener. Well, then how did the two of you manage getting through COVID? We actually both worked um, the whole time. We were working at a restaurant at the time, actually a vegan restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. A juice shop here. And I was making really great desserts. Alex was making juice and like driving the delivery truck. And we just never closed during COVID. Um, I think because I felt like this is such healthy, good food and we got to keep people healthy, you know? So, um, so we didn't stop working and then we both got really great job opportunities. Like Alex started working for a friend doing tile work, um, like contracting work. And then I had got this job for my friend's grandmother, um, that we called the dream job because I got paid really well to just sleep at her house in case she needed something in the night. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think she needs something like twice in about a year. (laughs) So it was a really great job. I just slept and that really opened up my time creatively. And so really we, we kind of came out moderately unscathed compared to a lot of people. And we felt really grateful to kind of have the time we had and the community we had it really brought us through in a way that we could honestly say it was a good couple of years of our lives, you know. Except that you and here, we're getting really personal because we now we find out that you and Alex were sleeping apart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. For four nights a week, actually. <laughs> but the money was so good, it, it was worth it. <laughs> and we had been married, you know, 10 years by that point. So we found other times to be together.
There's a magnet in 